0: Clean, you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful, cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius, you'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refill start at just 2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just Drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners right now. Get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys blueland.com slash clink for 15% off.
1: Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line the next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine,
2: true crime, and in bed by 9, because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are! Yes, we are! Welcome! Welcome! Housewives of True Crime Monday! Time! That's right. Clink, clink. I'm drinking the Turley. Oh, you bitch. I know. So I haven't had this vintage. Oh in a, Well, God. listen, I'm not trying to be all boo, <laughs> bougie, bougie on you. you do sound like it. I know. And I'm not that like wine kind of sore anyways. Like every time somebody gives you a wine list, I'm like, okay, I'll just choose the one that's not the cheapest, but the one right above it. <laughs> Yeah. But Turley is my favorite wine, and it only comes out once a year. So this well, is you... the one that just got delivered.
2: Oh, you must have needed a glass if you're cracking it open on... It's actually Wednesday.
1: Yeah, but a Wednesday. Yeah. I just broke my 75 day for this shit. Oh my God,
0: you did. You're I such did a it.
1: loser like me. I know, you know, but I worked out extra hard, so... I don't know. Lisa Ann's going to be very disappointed and I'm sorry. I'm such a loser. Well,
2: I am drinking vintage Crystal Light too. (laughs) Also, (laughs) I am not even drinking the Pure Energy one because I'm not really a fan. I like Wild Strawberry Full of Chemicals. Full Chemical Vintage. I know.
1: The Pure one is... It's not the same. It's not the same. I like the idea of it for sure, but... The Crystal Light chemical version is better.
2: I have a couple of you know things like the Diet Dr Pepper, like the Crystal Light.
1: Mm-hmm. I know. What can I say? I know. I
2: eat grass fed beef, and you know other or kind organic things. milk, yeah. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> but I need a little pick me up. I'm having one of those days where I like I felt like I got shit done. Accomplishing stuff, that's what I'm doing. I did laundry, meal prep, taught school, and I think they learned something today.
1: You are on fire.
2: I'm killing it.
1: You know yeah, what I did. what? I went and played tennis for two hours. Oh my God and I found a girl to do my hair in the Dallas area. and you know what it's I don't think it's that hard in Dallas because there's a lot of blondes out here.
2: Oh, I'll bet there are. I'll bet there are, and I can see by your roots right now. I'm looking at you.
1: I know. I need it that bad. You, you need, you need that hair girl. And here's the only problem. I think because she's good, she's booked out. So these roots are are okay growing. You're more. gonna
2: be ombre before you get there. <laughs> Listen, I will not be getting my hair did for a long time because I have no plans on leaving my house until May. So
1: I'm just going to wait. Oh, no one's going to see me. I understand why you said, oh, you wanted me to come to Dallas in April. (laughs) Now I understand. (laughs) I am begging Gretchen to come out here. And I told her, you know. We'll be safe and all that shit. But, you know, you guys, Texas is way more open than California. I don't think that people even understand the difference, but there's a difference. So anyways, I guess unless you live it. But now I understand. She's like, wait, I, I can't come till May. I was like, April 30th, girl.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, so I'm, I'm making an exception.
1: Yeah, but I can't wait. And I hope you book your ticket soon. I'm going to think about it. And you guys, I can't wait until we get to do a meet and greet. Oh, my God. I know. I am really looking forward to that more than I have ever before. Yeah, well. Okay.
2: What are you going to do?
1: Listen, I have a case today that actually comes right out of Dallas. You can't get
2: away from it.
1: I can't. You know what? It's just that Texas has so much crime. I hate to say that now. I used to always be like, Texas and Florida. Now that I live in Texas, I don't want to say Texas anymore. But unfortunately, it does.
2: I don't think that it has much more crime than other places. I think they just do crime better there. Bigger, everything's bigger
1: what? in Texas. Okay, crime time tab. Crime time. All right, Gretsch. Like I said, today my case is in my neck of the woods, Dallas, Texas. What up this Dallas? case? What up? So this case happened a long time ago in 1984. Okay. You know the '80s? Yeah, I was alive. So were you. Don't pretend that you don't remember. <laughs> well, I was four in 1984. Mm-hmm. Okay, I remember being in preschool and like having a little boyfriend in preschool. Of
2: course you did. Yeah, of course I mean, you I- did. I did no such thing. I was in, in 1984. I was in the first grade in Mrs. Lavasser's class. Ronald Reagan was the president, and I thought he was the bee's fucking knees.
1: Lots of people still think he is the bee's fucking knees. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was a great president. Okay. So the case happened in 1984, but it went cold for over 20 years. Ooh. I don't As like a cold w- case. I know. So don't worry. Oh, okay. Good. It warms up. Okay. Mm-hmm, warms. As you know, Dallas is a large city where everything is bigger, the hair, the cars and the fun. No seriously Gretchen, that's why I want you to come. Uh, it's super fun. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> and in 1984, when Angela Samoda or Angie as they called her was a junior at Southern Methodist University in Dallas, she was the life of the party. And why not? She was a disco biscuit. She had beautiful brown long feathered hair, you know, like the Farrah Fawcett kind, but brown. I think it was better than Farrah Fawcett hair. And I think Farrah Fawcett's hair is like top notch. She had beautiful blue eyes and a big, bright smile. Can you picture her?
2: Sounds just like me. No, just kidding. I don't have brown hair.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You don't have brown hair, but you do have bluish eyes. they are kind of green.
2: I do have brown say? hair underneath this bleach.
1: I know. I'm like, I started bleaching my hair when I was, I think, thirteen or fourteen. So yeah, I me have too. No idea what color my hair is. Yeah. And I thought I saw gray the other day. I was like, it's it's just blonde. It's got to be just blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Angie, she was born in Alameda, California, in 1964. So this girl went from California to Texas, just like me. Oh yeah. Her father died when she was just one years old, and at some point, her mom moved her and her siblings to Texas. Yeehaw, baby. Yeehaw. Angie was not only beautiful, but she was super bright. She was double majoring in electrical engineering and computer science. Ooh, extra take, smart. Take that in for like a hot minute. In 1984. I don't think many women were into electrical engineering. And I know in 2001, when I was at Cal Poly, they weren't either. So you had me at double major. Double major in
2: anything is like extra ambitious.
1: Yeah, she was ambitious. Her freshman roommate turned friend, Sheila Gibbons, called Angie a triple threat. Like J-Lo. Yeah, except J-Lo doesn't drink and Angie liked to party. Oh, okay. I don't know. Even better than J-Lo. Mm -hmm. sheila will play a big part in this story but sheila and angie were not always besties when angie went to school her freshman year she was set up with a roommate named sheila gibbons who i just told you about sheila and angie could not have been more opposite it actually reminds me of my roommate when i was at cal poly they set us up without any questionnaire and i'm pretty sure that's how they did it with angie and sheila So I got a girl that loved to read, was an introvert, and didn't drink. And I was ready to party and meet every single freshman in the dorm, as well as every cute boy on campus. And I think Angie was the same as me. And Sheila was the same as my roommate.
2: Well, you have a tendency to fall asleep. Were you falling asleep that freshman year? We weren't quite friends yet.
1: Well, no, I didn't.
2: (laughs) 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 I feel
1: like somewhere around
2: there, there's there's a picture of Tabitha asleep on a couch somewhere.
1: You know, it was before the cell phone cameras, so they would have, like, people would have had to have, you know, this is the thing. In those days, like, there's no pictures of, like, people getting drunk and passing out on the grass. I mean, I might have done that once. I don't know if I did because there's no pictures of it, so you know, I don't know. I didn't do that, by the way. Just kidding.
2: Just kidding. Shout out to your new friend who took a picture of you asleep, by the way.
1: Oh, my God, you guys. That made
2: me so I don't know if they listen or not, but that made me so happy because I love to take pictures of Tab falling asleep. It's my
1: favorite. I thought the picture came from you. I promise I will take a picture
2: of her sleeping when I come out there in May.
1: April. Listen, I, I fall asleep everywhere. Yeah. I'm sure if you guys have listened to enough of these podcasts, I, I'm i quasi a narcoleptic. Narcoleptic? Narcolept? Is that what you say? Anyhow, Sheila and Angie were opposite. But as my roommate, Amelia and I, we became friends. And so did Angie and Sheila, even though they were quite opposite. Well, now these two were juniors, and Angie was living in an apartment on her own. On October 12, 1984, the state fair was happening in Texas, which I know, Gretchen is dying like, to go. dying yeah. to go. <laughs> that is one of your what do you call it when you
2: bucket have like a list. list.
1: Yes, it's your yeah. bucket list. Oh my yes. God. So we're going this year, girlfriend.
2: I'm going to okay. have to make another trip. It's in September. It's like 3 weeks long. I who knows if they'll be having it. Let I don't know. We'll see. But they fry butter and
1: margaritas. They fry them. I don't know about a fried margarita, but I'll take fried I don't know either, but I want to find out. <laughs> okay. Well, the state fair was happening College kids were out in force, and Angie wanted to go out and dance the night away. She asked her boyfriend at the time, Ben McCall, but Ben had to work super early, so he didn't want to go out. Angie then called up two friends, Russell Buchanan, a guy that she had met that had just graduated from Texas A&M as an architect, and her girlfriend Anita Cadala. The three hit the town, bar hopping through Dallas. And the last place they went was a place called the Rio Room, where it was exclusive. And supposedly, Angie's boyfriend made a call earlier in the night to get them in. So, you know, it's like VIP status. Yeah. They danced. And as Russell Buchanan recalls it, Angie was going table to table because she knew everyone. Well, she was the social chair of her sorority. So it makes sense.
2: You're pretty social like that, too.
1: This is true. Yeah. She reminds me of myself a little bit. Yeah. Okay. As the night started to wind down, the group of friends left around 1 a.m. from the club. Angie was driving, so she didn't really drink that much, but she did have a couple drinks while they were out. She took her friends home, dropping Russell off first and then Anita. Instead of heading straight to her house, she stopped over at Ben's, her boyfriends, to say goodnight and then headed home. My first thought was she went over for a little booty call, but mm-hmm. not this girl. She was better than us, scrunchy. She just oh, went to say goodnight. Shade. Okay. <laughs> I said us, not you. Yeah. Although I met yeah, you. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> So she stayed at Ben's for about 15 minutes before making her way to her place. And at 1.45, Angie called Ben on his phone. When Ben answered, she said, talk to me. She then explained that someone was in her house and he came to her door and said he needed to use a restroom and a phone. She then asked Ben if there was a payphone at the nearby convenience store and then she said, I'll call you back and hung up real quick. Ooh. Well, she never called back. Ben tried calling Angie back over and over. And when she did not answer, he did what any good boyfriend would do. He drove over to see if she was okay. When he got there, the door was locked and no one was answering. He then drove over to that convenience store to see if she happened to go there. And she wasn't there. So he headed back to her house. Ben, I guess, was Mr. Cool Guy because he had like the world's first car phone
2: in Whoa. his car.
1: You know, those things look yeah. like. Yeah, My uncle had one. Mm-hmm. It looked real big and clunky. Mm-hmm.
2: But So cell phone. You said car phone.
1: Yeah, it was a car phone. Okay. Right? That's in 1984. It has to be a car phone don't you think? I don't think there's cell phones.
2: I don't remember.
1: Well, it said he went back to his car. Okay. So, so I'm he had a car sure phone. was a car, was phone, a car a th-
2: phone. A car phones were a thing.
1: They were a thing. Yeah. yeah. I think those were like the first cell phones. Yeah. Like first. You're right. Phone outside of whatever. I'm wrong. Okay. First time for everything. <laughs> okay. Actually, he was in construction and was like a foreman. So I think that he had a car phone in his car and he used it for work, but whatever. He called the police. The police headed over there and got there about 2.40 a.m. So this timeline is really short. One o'clock in the morning, she leaves the club and the police start her house by 2.40. Probably because there's not a lot of traffic in Dallas, like L.A. And certainly not in the 80s. There's more now, but it's nothing like the 4.05. Yeah. So when the police arrive, they get a key from the apartment manager and open Angie's door. There are two officers, a male and a female, a young female, 20 years old. Right away, they find her lying nude halfway on her bed with 18 stab wounds to her heart. It's awful. Her eyes were wide open and she was lifeless. The scene could not have been more tragic. And in such a short amount of time, Angela Samoda had been raped and brutally murdered. The young um, officer actually said she could not, like, shake the sight of her because, you know, this girl was her age and she was beautiful and she was taken. Yeah. So right away, the police have two main suspects. Guess who they are? Well, Ben... Ben, the boyfriend, yeah, and Russell Buchanan, the friend that she was out with that night. I mean, he would have known that she was on her way home. Maybe he made a pass at her and she didn't take it because she had Ben. Or maybe Ben was jealous of Russell because she was dancing up on Russell all night and didn't like Angie going out with him. But these two for sure seemed like the most likely of anybody To do this, I can see that. Well, both men were cooperative. Russell actually was confronted by the police days after Angie's murder. He had gone to a wedding the next day and then flew to Houston to visit his family. He didn't hear the news until the host of officers showed up at his door and he was shocked. And he said, Sure, you know, I'll give you my blood, I'll give you my saliva, whatever you need. He answered all their questions. They took him down to the station. He was a real cooperative guy. And at the time, DNA, it was being collected. Shit was being collected, but it wasn't anything like it is now or even like 10 or 15 years later, right? Right. So the police collected all the DNA that was inside of Angie. And although they couldn't extract like a person's DNA from their semen at the time, they could tell if a person was a secretor or a non-secretor. Do you know what that means? No. Okay, so I didn't either. But a secretor means that a person's blood type is excreted through their saliva, mucus, or semen. And a non-secretor means that their blood type is not shown through it. So... They can tell like if they, you know, you give your saliva and your blood type is on there, then that means you're a secretor. If it's not, you're a non-secretor. Well, it turns out that Ben was a secretor. Russell was not a secretor. And the person that raped Angie was a non-secretor like Russell. I also looked up the population of secretors versus non-secretors. Like is it 50-50 or what? So eighty percent of people are secretors, leaving just twenty percent of people non-secretors. It's still twenty percent, though. Like that's still a big population. Yeah, yeah, of that people. doesn't. That yeah. can't. Rule no, so it's not. Out. Yeah, right. It's not like saying like Russell did it, but it's closer to Russell than Ben, of course. Russell then decides he's going to take a polygraph, which. He passed, but yeah. the police were still convinced. And you know, those polygraphs, like, some people are good at him and still are bad people. Yeah. And you know who was also convinced that it was Russell? Who? Angie's old roommate, Sheila. Okay. Sheila got the call when she was home visiting her parents about her dear friend, and she was devastated. Actually devastated is an understatement. Sheila was beyond heartbroken and she herself was broken, changed forever. She says that basically at that moment, her innocence was taken. Police interviewed Sheila and the lead detective on the case relied on her for information, information on who Angie was, who her friends were, who she hung out with, her sorority. Basically everything an officer would ask me, about you, mm-hmm. They asked. They asked Sheila. And Sheila was willing and eager to help. Sheila got real close with the investigator, and he trusted her. He actually sent her on a mission to try to break Russell. Whoa. It's kind of fun, right?
2: I would know who killed you if somebody killed you.
1: I mean, hopefully. Yeah. But... So she went out with Russell to see if she could, like, get him to say a different story, you know, anything, a sliver, a crack, something that's that a would good break friend. the case.
2: Yeah. Okay. I like it. I know. It. It,
1: is a good, it is a good friend because she said she thought she was sitting next to a murderer and a murderer yeah. of her best friend, you know? Yeah. So that's hard. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she was nervous as hell. Yeah. So Russell, however, didn't take the bait and kept his story the same. Russell also got smart and decided to lawyer up with the big wig in Dallas. Boy. You know, people think that you're guilty if you get a lawyer. and It is smart, but
2: I do think you're guilty.
1: I know. So, (laughs) I mean, it is smart. And Russell is smart. He's an architect, for goodness sakes. Like, he's a smart guy. Hey, Grutch! Hey, Tab. How's your vitamin routine going? My
2: vitamin routine has been going better than ever since I started taking care of vitamins. I took the easy, convenient quiz online, just like talking to a nutritionist, and I know that I'm taking the right combination because I feel great and I get these cute little packets delivered
1: daily. I mean, they're like little daily packets. So, you know, I was always opening up all those bottles every single day. Not anymore. Forget about it. Who needs that? Forget. It's amazing, you guys. And listen, I know we're in February already, but we can still have a resolution, right? A new year's resolution, a 2021 resolution, and make it small, impactful, and get your daily vitamins. Yeah, self-care. Make it a priority. Take your vitamins. Take your vitamins. So, you guys, easy online quiz at Care Of. And we have 50% off for you. Boom. Boom. Just go to TakeCareOf.com and enter the code CLINK50. That's right. Go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code CLINK50 for 50% off. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language, so I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously get started before your summer vacay. our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today.
0: Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great head to acorns.com slash clink or download the acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today client testimonial may not be representative of all clients tier one compensation provided compensation provides an incentive to positively promote acorns view important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink investing involves risk including the loss of the principal please consider your objectives risk tolerance and acorns fees before investing acorns advisors LLC. Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorn Securities LLC member FINRA SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com.
1: So Sheila ends up moving to Tennessee, drops out of college, gets married, and even invites the detective to her wedding. And you know, okay. this went. The case went cold. Well, now I think it's Sheila. <laughs> but Sheila was not even in the in town. Okay. Sheila was out of town.
2: You know, these killers, they like to insert themselves, keep tabs I on know. everything, stay friendly with the
1: detective. I know. I thought that too. Hello, Karen hot, hot Severson. Second. Yeah. So let me tell you. Okay. One night, Sheila was studying some Bible verses from... A Bible study class that she was taking. Oh damn. She's a good and, girl. Yeah, she's a good girl. I mean, she does she didn't drink ever. Or go out or party. Mm. Her name should have been something other than Sheila. I know, right? Sheila, you gotta be like a little bit <laughs> frisky.
2: <laughs> By the way, my husband, he got a new truck that he's a fan of
1: mm. and he named
2: it. Sheila? No, he named it.
1: Oh, I thought he named it Sheila. What did he name it?
2: Destiny.
1: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sheila he's would really, have been a good
2: truck name too.
1: He's really in love with that truck.
2: He really is. Don't be talking smack about destiny.
1: <laughs> you should You should dress up and walk into the room one night and be like hi my name's destiny
2: Destiny.
1: (laughs) i hope you like me as much as your truck
2: (laughs) there's a chick named destiny on my love after lockup show and i was like yeah she's perfect she's perfect for you (laughs) okay okay no offense to any destinies out there
1: i like the name
2: my husband's a big fan okay yeah
1: okay well back to bible study Sheila's doing her Bible study and she looks over and guess who is standing there? Who? Angie. Sheila says she does not believe in ghosts that she thinks of and she doesn't know if she was dreaming or if this was for real or what the hell happened. But Angie was there. I just got the chills. I know. It's not crazy. I'm not even
2: buzzed. I'm just drinking Crystal Light.
1: Go ahead. So she just stood there as beautiful as ever, and Sheila knew it was time to find her killer. So this boss bitch got to work. She called up that investigator in Dallas and left a message. You know, probably something like, hey, remember me? You came to my wedding and my best friend was murdered. Right. Well, it's time to find out who done it. Yeah, let's get to getting. And guess what? What? He never called her back. So Sheila now was not Sheila Gibbons anymore. She was Sheila Waisaki. Okay. Because, you know, she got married. Okay. She was not going to quit. So she decided that she needed to find out on her own. And, I mean, she did think for sure it was Russell. But now DNA was everything. So she called up the Dallas PD cold case unit and was like, you know, it's 2000. And we can test this DNA. You know what they said to her? Sorry, ma'am. Not surprised. Sorry, ma'am. We don't have a cold case unit, which first of all, let me tell you, everybody fucking calls me ma'am in this goddamn state. (laughs) And I'm about ready to like, I don't know, start wearing crop top and acting like I'm 18 because I feel real old being called ma'am.
2: I call everyone ma'am.
1: Gretchen told me that I am old and I am a ma'am, so I may just need to start accepting it, but Mm -hmm. I'm having a really hard time with that one. Um, You got gray hair and everything. I know. Fuck. I know. Still think I'm 20. Or at least 23 because I can drink, but okay. Okay. So anyways, they said, we don't have that kind of unit here, and... She said, well, let me just talk to somebody. And so she talked to somebody. And you know what they told her? They told her that the evidence in Angela's file was destroyed by a flood. What? Sometimes I think they just tell you anything to get you off their tail. Yeah. But Sheila was not about to quit. She decided maybe if she became a private investigator... She would get some clout with this Dallas PD. Damn. Okay. So she did. She went to school for private investigating and you know what? She liked it. And I could tell she would like it because she was all up in that when it first happened, you know, like going and like questioning Russell. So I think she doesn't drink. So she's probably a real focused
2: individual.
1: Yeah. Right. She's like, I'll go out at night and like, yeah you know stalk somebody for you and that's what she did at first she did like these you know people around her neighborhood were like i think my husband's cheating or my wife's cheating and she's like i'll find out for you
2: okay
1: i kind of like i kind of want to do that Yeah, i could kind of
2: do that yeah yeah we have done a little recon
1: oh yeah yeah i mean not got paid for it but yeah 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 so sheila says maybe it helped maybe it didn't but Maybe it was the 700 or so calls that she made to Dallas PD, but she finally got somewhere. Dallas put a lady boss investigator named. Oh, Lynn-
2: yep. Thank the knew- Lord. That's I- what it I- always I- takes.
1: I knew you would like this one. Her name was Linda Crum. Okay. And she was on the case. And guess what, Gretchen? What? They found the evidence.
2: Oh, damn. Funny. It wasn't
1: lost in a flood after all.
2: Hot damn. So
1: the DNA was preserved and sent out to be examined. And you know what? In 2008, you will never guess, they got a match. Ooh. And you know who it was? Who? Not Russell. Ben. And not Ben. And not Ben. It was a guy... That was sitting in prison already for raping and kidnapping. And his name is Donald Bess. Donald Bess. So I thought you were going to say Donald Trump. Oh, God, no. I was going to say, oh, That would be real bad. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he's got enough problems. 99 problems and... The same murdering one. one. Okay. No. Donald Bess had a long history. And in 1984, when he murdered Angela, he had just been released on parole for a 25 year sentence for aggravated rape and kidnapping. And he hadn't even done half of his sentence. I think they let him off before eight years, Gretchen. Damn. So I don't know why he was on parole at this time, but because they let him off on parole, he murdered Angela. And he was obviously in prison again for rape and murder. So this is a monster. Yeah. Like a serious monster. And, you know, he looks like one, too. This guy, nothing about him is appealing. He is so... When you see his picture, it will scare you. Yeah, I feel
2: like rape sentences are heavier now, but back then,
1: they weren't. five. he got 25 years, though, back then. I think that's longer than they'd give him now. The only thing was, they didn't keep him in prison. They let him out. Which, after eight years, I don't... I think he got a pretty heavy sentence but had they not let him out angela would still be alive so that's yeah. that's hard to, to take yeah sheila finally got peace knowing that justice would be served for her friend and in 2010 donald Bess was sentenced to death for the rape and murder of angela simoda oh in texas so they did it right No, he's still on death row, which I can't, I, I don't understand why. It's been 11 years.
2: Oh, yeah. I thought they, they didn't mess around.
1: I thought so too, but supposedly he's still sitting on death row. I would be okay with this one. Like, I think he's, he deserves to fry because he got convicted of three people, right? But. There's probably a host of other women that he did the same thing, too, that they just, you know, that wasn't his first rodeo. Yeah. Now, let's talk about Russell Buchanan. Okay. Russell was finally also free of being a suspect. I mean, can you imagine for 24 years this guy lived as being the number one suspect of this murder? Yeah, that sucks for him. So I'm sure it was a huge weight off his shoulders. And you know what he's doing now? What? He is still an architect in Dallas, Texas. I looked him up. He looks like he is, I mean, he's a prominent architect here. And he is still very handsome. And I think he's like really living his best life. Oh, good for him. Yeah, he said that he had no idea when they came to his house like he had he had really i mean it kind of looked shady right he like went to a wedding and then went to Houston they're probably like what the fuck like why did you go to Houston but he just did he had a like a pre planned trip to Houston to see his family and then he said he came home he went to work did not look at the news and so he had no idea that Angie had been murdered until the, all those police showed up at his door and he finally Lawyered up after he thought that he was gonna fucking go to jail. So yeah, well, I get it.
2: yeah, it would be really scary.
1: Oh my god, it would be so scary, right? And then they're like, "You're a non-secreter." He's probably like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> it a
2: non-secreter. It sounds much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought it was something much dirtier until you. I know. I I,
1: <laughs> I thought it meant that like it, you like were shooting blanks or something. I uh,
2: something. I was yeah. yeah. I've already forgotten it, but interesting. But you can come over. Maybe you can do a homeschool lesson for me.
1: Oh, you seem I'll to be like all oh, no <laughs> in the know. Yeah. Okay. Excuse me. When your semen comes out, you, the blood type <laughs> is not in there. They're like, what the hell? Uh, no. Blood type? No, that's full of wrong. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, we could say spit too, but still they're like blood type. No, like your kids are eight. No. Yeah. That I think they say that for like fifth grade outdoor ed. No. Something like that. Sex ed. (laughs) Something. Anyways. Anyways. God, we're horrible people. Go ahead. Russell, he's free, knowing that this other monster did did the duty. And Ben, I also cannot imagine how Ben felt, right? Like, first, he tried to save his girlfriend's life, and then... They turn on him and they're like, "You're the number one suspect for a hot minute." But Ben also still in Dallas, living his best life. I found him on Facebook. Ironically, Gretchen, he was at the same Bucky's as me on the same day. How do you know that? Because he checked in. You know how you check in on Facebook. He checked into the same Bucky's that I went to on the same freaking day. Okay, who checks Is that weird? In?
2: Yeah, that is weird. And who checks into Bucky's? Like if I went to.
1: I don't know. Chevron, I, I wouldn't check fun. in. <laughs> I don't know why he checked in at Bucky's. Oh, he took a picture of the stuff that he bought, like this candy. And he's like, it's for the whole weekend. And then I guess it was like a check in. I don't know. I don't check in anywhere. Like, I don't want you to know where I'm at. Now you guys all know I went to fucking Bucky the same day that Ben did. But yeah, I'm sure it took a toll on him. Um, I can't even imagine. And here's the other thing. I'm sure he has a ton of guilt because the investigator at the trial said that they thought that Angie was in the room when he fir- with this murderer when Ben first got to the house. They think that's why he murdered her because he. this is the only murder that he had done. But they think that he scared him and Angie probably started to scream. So he murdered her. There's no way to tell. But... There is
2: no way to tell. And also, it. I mean, the guy showing up could have made him leave. Yeah. Also.
1: I mean, and it doesn't take long. I mean, who knows? You never you never know. The house was locked both times that they went there. I would have said that was that was true if the house was locked when He went there the first time and then was unlocked or the door was open when he went back. But that wasn't the case. So that's just what they said. But in the in the trial, who knows? Hmm. Um, Sheila is still a P.I. Um, She actually thought that she would retire after Angie's killer was found. But I think she likes it. Yeah, I would like it, too. Donald is still waiting to be put to death. And I'm okay with him frying. You know, another thing I really thought was disturbing is his attorneys argued that she could have had sex with him earlier in the night, and it didn't mean that he murdered her. I mean, I'm like, I know. They put
2: stuff out there like that, but come on.
1: It's so... Ugh. Yeah. And there's a lot of evidence. I mean, they did all this forensic stuff. Like, you know, nothing seeped out of her. So... It was fresh. Yeah. Um, And as for Sheila's family, I could only find her sister who had spoken at the trial. But other than that, it looks like her mother may be deceased, but I couldn't find a date. And I couldn't find any of her other siblings. But I mean, the case was from the 80s, so it's hard to to track down people. But may her beautiful soul be dancing through the... Glittery streets of heaven.
2: Oh, that's lovely. Yeah.
1: Look at her here. And that's him. That's the
2: monster. Oh, yeah. Ew. Don't like him at all.
1: No, but look how cute she is. She is just. She had good hair. Look at this hair. Like so envious. Oh, yeah. And the smile. And this dirt bag is so fucking gross. So
2: gross, you guys.
1: And this is Russell. He's kind of cute. I know. I told you. He's still good looking, too.
2: Maybe you need to find a need for an architect.
1: Well, funny you ask that because I just was talking to an architect today and I I said, do you know Russell Buchanan? He's like, no, why? I was like, oh, just wondering. (laughs) So anyhow, Mm -hmm. that's it for today.
2: All right. We don't have any questions because nobody sent us any.
1: Nobody no, Nobody wants to know about us. Okay. Well, if they do, then send them to us. Hold on. Send them at, housewives of true crime at gmail.com and subject line questions. That makes it real easy because I might have gotten some in other places and I just can't find them anymore because I got too much shit going on.
2: She's very unorganized, people. We have a new way that we're going to be giving shout outs. So... We're not going to be reading them from reviews. This is better. If you like us
1: or share, what do you want to say, Tab? Well, okay. so you guys, if you we still need reviews, that is how Apple likes us. So please do give us a review or five star. But we are now going to shout out if you guys share us or tag us in Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. And then we will shout you out because we need to grow this bitch and we need your help. And I know our listeners are willing to help and you guys are awesome. And I know you guys can help us. So we are asking you to help and we will give you a little shout.
2: That's right. And we also want to shout out the coolest chicks in all of Montana made our freaking day clink Klink, katie white and friends that was so cute
1: they made it they had a disco biscuit party they had a disco biscuit party and then they gave us a little video and that was that made my freaking day we live for that shit we do so thank you so much oh, that is so much. fun and i and i was like i need to have a disco biscuit party when you come to dallas we're gonna oh. have one okay Let's,
2: if you can stay awake, I'll bring the disco and the biscuits. <laughs> and then
1: I'll make cute cups for us like they did. I was so impressed. Very impressive. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. And check out Patreon if you want some more. It's on like Donkey Kong at patreon.com right. forward slash housewives of true crumb. And. Like always, clink, 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 clink.